and then fucking here we go. Welcome back. Yes. This is the 10th episode. We made it to 10 episodes Ooh. of Chewing the Fat. I'm your host, Johnny, as you know. This week, I have um, an old friend of mine and one of the best looking men I've ever met in my entire life. I shit you not, his name is Danny Gutierrez. <laughs> Danny, welcome to the show. Thank um, you, brother. Very happy to have you here today. This is a very interesting topic. Uh, and before we begin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, well, let's do a little cheers first to celebrate your 10th episode on that. Cheers. Thank you, you guys. Thank you for listening. Some nice whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a little bit about me. Um, originally born in Mexico City, uh, half French Canadian, half Mexican. Uh, grew up in Ottawa, was bartending with you for a little bit, was on that path, yep. uh, making all these cocktails, drinks, and then I ended up going traveling for a bit. I spent, I saved all my money uh, after university. I took marketing and then literally bought a one-way ticket to Australia, lived a year there where everything usually changes, right? And then I uh, decided to come back to, to Canada. And then after that in Ottawa, it just wasn't working for me. So then I moved mm-hmm. to Toronto because I had expanded my horizons. And now uh, on that path, I also discovered, you know, a lot more about, you know, self, self-help, wellness, um, all that sort of jazz. Traveled a bunch in Australia, Thailand, Asia, South America. Uh, I leave every winter and go uh, spend my south. winters in the south. Yeah. So. It's been cool. It's been kind of the last five years, kind of uh, restructuring um, my life. And, and now I left the bar industry and I'm now doing some digital marketing. And uh, on top of that, some some events with uh, with music, electronic music and, and health and wellness, like meditation, breath work. So literally combining my passions into one and, and then making that a lifestyle for myself. That's that really is the dream is taking your passion and making it, you know, monetizing it. Yeah. Getting paid to do what you love. Exactly. When you find the thing, like I would do this for the rest of my life for free. When you love something that much and you get paid for it, that's, I think really think that's the ultimate goal. Oh, for sure. Now, the reason I have Danny on the show this week is that I had, um, I had a regular at uh, one of the bars that I work at a couple weeks ago, you know, Sometimes they'll give you a cash tip. Sometimes they'll give you something different as a tip. And this motherfucker, great guy, good guy, um, hands me a vape pen and a vial. He says, this vial has DMT in it. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to fucking smoke this at work. So I'm going to save it for an appropriate time. And I figured this would be a great episode to have someone on who, A, has done DMT and has experienced with psychedelics and continuing on that path, spiritualization, self-love meditation healing all that kind of stuff and danny like he mentioned was you know, was a bar guy we worked together in bars in ottawa years ago mm-hmm. and he wanted something different for himself he wanted to take a different path and for you what was it that really sparked the, the shift in mindset the shift in evolution where you're like you know what this isn't for me there's something bigger and better out there for me yeah, that's a great question. I get that asked a lot, man. And funny enough, it happened after pretty uh, a pretty emotional breakup for me. And uh, it happened while I was in Australia and I came back to Ottawa and I was just like dejected. I was, you know, upset at myself and everything for happening. And you know what, I was at the lowest point of my life mm-hmm. and I realized, okay, this is rock bottom and how am I gonna kind of start, you know, manifesting or getting back to track on what I wanted to do. And funny enough, a friend had met, had given me a book. It's called uh, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. It's by Robin Sharma. He's a Canadian author. Okay. And it was a simple book about how, you know, there's a hotshot lawyer 
who has all the money in the world, but he's void inside, he's empty, right? Mm-hmm. And so he decides to give it all away and then goes into meditation and all that stuff. And I, I was reading it and I was like, fuck, this is good. And I started, you know, getting more researching on meditation. And then I started, you know, journaling a bit more. And then I realized like, man, all the happiness, all the things that I'm craving, I actually have them all inside me already, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're always looking for like external sources for happiness. Validation. Validation, attention. money, yeah. uh, you know, opposite sex like all these things that that help us believe uh we're worth it but at the same time when you go take a step back and you reflect on what you already have who you are that's when you have that inner fire that says you know what i have everything i'm uh, i'm inside me and i can be happy with what i have right mm-hmm. so that was the kind of start and i was like meditating 10 minutes 15 minutes i was getting very distracted then i noticed i was like you know what i'm not so sad anymore i'm actually more beat i'm, I'm more talkative and then that kind of sparked this whole journey where i started reading a thousand other books kind of went into it and then when i moved to toronto i just literally met so many people that were on that same vibe just because i started thinking about it mm-hmm. and for you i know you're saying the seek the book the secret which yeah. talks about a lot of attraction yeah literally attracted all these beautiful people into my life and yeah. then from there it just kind of took off man i then started going you know doing more research on different types of things like uh like plant medicine which was huge mm-hmm. uh breath work all these kind of other t- practices that usually you know we're, we're scared of doing because it, it requires work right yeah uh like we have a lot of bullshit that we just feed under the rug yep. and we we ignore them with partying alcohol with all these other things right? drugs we're busy buddy exactly you being, know? being busy but not being productive exactly and- so i was like you know fuck this i got a lot of shit i gotta work on and then I took the plunge, man. When I went to South America uh, the last three or four years, I, you know what, decided it was time for me to kind of, you know, unravel some of the things that were hurting me inside. And mm-hmm. that's when I got into the journey. And after that, oh man, it's been such an incredible path, man. So, yeah. I think it's, I think it's interesting that you mentioned the amount of work that it takes and the amount of internal work. And I mean, how, how so many people are afraid of doing that work, A, because it's, it's something new and as human beings we're usually afraid to try new things just because we're used to safety we're used exactly. to comfort we're used to the norm you know we're used to going through the motions and yeah. the amount of work because we want a quick fix like especially nowadays you can do your groceries from your phone or you can find a date from your phone yeah. or you can get yeah, everything is so quick and so instant that gratification you know i want it now i get it now yeah so people don't want to go through the process and i mean to mention the book the secret now i'm not one of those people who like first of all i've never read the book second of all i don't agree with the extremes but i really do agree with the premise and i think mm-hmm. the premise is that what you're projecting is what you attract for sure. And a lot of people out there who know me, they know me as like the sarcastic, whatever, <laughs> the, 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 the know-it-all prick who has a touch of honesty. What, and really? That kind of really? Yeah, weird. Oh, weird. But, weird. But okay. the basis <laughs> that a gentle the, giant, yeah, you know, yeah, like, here's a, a shoulder to cry on me, baby. I appreciate <laughs> that lie. Thank you very much. <laughs> but I really do and try to have a, generally a positive energy try to emit a positive energy try and be in a good mood try and be the guy at work who keeps the morale up try and be the person to crack a joke and break levity mm-hmm. trying to be you know the person that smiles even when he doesn't feel like smiling just to kind of put that energy out there in the universe and i really really do believe in the things we call energies yeah and if you want to be in a shitty mood and you want to complain all the time and say, oh, my life sucks or this is too hard, chances are it's not going to get any fucking better. 100%. 
And yeah. that's not to say that, you know, you, sh- you can't feel sad or frustrated ever, but to be in a constant mindset where all you want to do is complain about how shitty things are instead of focusing on the good things that you have, like you said, inside of you, yeah. a lot of things that you, you need are actually already there in you. You oh, just yeah. got to fucking find the motherfuckers and that takes work. Yeah. Well, like, here's an example. How, how often are you, you know, you down, you're feeling something, you know, you're like, fuck, I got to do this, this, this. All of a sudden, someone calls you up and they tell you good news, and yeah. then like five seconds later, you're the happiest person in the world. Yeah, and you're flowing, and then you have you go out and you have the best night, and you're like, holy shit, that was so crazy, right? Weird, because you shifted your mindset. Literally, it was that was it. Even if you got a million dollars, someone said, mm-hmm. "I'm gonna give you X cash or a new car, whatever you're looking for," you still haven't received that, but that thought changed everything, right? Mm-hmm. So. I mean, if you really break it down to like a science level, it's not just like hocus pocus, you know, love and be good. It's like, and the quantum physics, just to be very, very quick, like we're, we're all we're all map, uh, particles of energy moving, mm-hmm. right? If you literally break your your body down, the earth into the, the cells, level. it's just cells vibrating at a specific rate. Once you, you know, you, you program these cells with a higher intention filled with, you know, gratitude, love, excitement, they start moving at a higher frequency that frequency kind of creates shifts in, in your body or your mind. Mm-hmm. That then expands your, your energetic fields, which then, you know, attracts different things around you, right? Mm-hmm. At that frequency, because mm-hmm. everything's at a specific vibration, right? So let's say you want to have the, like a, the best career or, you know, live your dream life. Well, that's happening at a specific frequency. Yeah. That, that life already exists for you. Uh, so then how are you going to get to it? You well, you got to start yeah. shifting your, your vibration to match that level, right? It's like saying, man, okay, I want to be the best person at my job or I want to be the best soccer player. Well, you got to do the work. And how are you going to do the work? By becoming that person who's yeah. ready to do that, right? Yeah. So I'm all for, you know, thinking and believing that, you know, that, that everything's going to happen, right? But we also have to train ourselves, program our minds to become the person who's going to attract that, right? Absolutely. Like, you got to become the person. Absolutely. You have, well, they have to become, you have to earn. Yeah, sure. You have yeah. to earn the person because, you know, yeah. you, like y'all hear people say, you deserve everything in the world. Fuck. It's like, yes, you do, I but you it. have to earn it. I hate you when people say you deserved it. I'm like, okay. You don't deserve anything. You have to earn mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Just like respect, just like honor, just like a fucking paycheck. You have to earn it. You have to earn it, man. And it's funny how many times that, I mean, if you start to, you know, step out of the forest to see the trees. If you want to, if you want to make an analogy, mm-hmm. um, if you start having a positive attitude or like you really make an effort to be a happier person, let's just say one simple thing, like to be a happier person, sure. you'll notice as I mean, it's happened to you in past cases and myself in past cases and many people out there in past cases, if you're in a good mood and you're good at energy. Once in a while, someone will come up to you and be like, you're like I like I like your yeah. vibe. Oh, or, yeah. I like your energy. You're fun to be. Around. I like uh, being around you. I like being around you. Now amplify that magnitude oh, fuck. and insane, do it man. on a consistent basis. Once in a while, it's going to happen to you know pretty often. Then eventually, eventually, constantly. So if you're trying to improve your career, yeah, or yeah. relationships, your, your relationships, if you're finances, emitting that positive fucking energy, and if you want to be a layman about it, if you're just being a happier and a better and a more productive person, then more shit is going to present itself to you. 100%. That's just fundamentally that's, true. That's yeah, facts. That's Earth, universe, like hands down. Whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. And I mean, based, break it down to the atomic level. It is energy. Exactly. So it's energy. That's the it, energy man. you're emitting and the energy you're fucking absorbing. That's all we are. We're fucking batteries. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Sexy batteries. We're man. extremely, very, extremely very. attractive <laughs> batteries. 
No, yeah, man. And, and that goes to the point too, that that same book I was mentioning, The Monk Souls Ferrari, Robin Sharma has a great quote. He says, in order to achieve the results that only 5% of the population has, we have to have the guts and be willing to do the work that 95% of the population isn't willing to yeah. do. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. that, that has stuck with me forever because it's like, all right, I want to be a world-class you know, speaker. I want to have several businesses. I want to earn all this. Well, I got to become that fucking person who's yeah. willing to stay up late and make those calls and put myself out there, you know, getting those experiences. Making the sacrifice. Yeah, bro. Like I can't be out and partying and, and, you know, like wishy-washing everything because that's not going to happen, right? No. So well, it's not going to do anything for you necessarily. I mean, it's the same thing. You hear the term armchair athletes mm-hmm. and that's like the guys like you're talking about professional soccer players and you want to be the best soccer player you can. You see those guys, you know, in their 40s and 50s where they're sitting on the sofa watching TV you're like, I used to be that good. Exactly. It's like, well, why the fuck didn't you work for exactly. it? Why didn't you try? Exactly. Like, I know. It's like, oh, like, that should have been me or that could have been me. It's like, well, well I clearly didn't deserve it. knee injury. Yeah, fucking, exactly. You know, like, clearly you didn't fucking deserve it. Oh, yeah. that knee injury. You would have went to rehab. You would have fucking possible, done whatever you could, everything in your power to get back into the game and improve yourself and become that caliber of player. Exactly. But you didn't. Yeah. So it's your fucking fault. Exactly. And I mean... Yeah. I think a big part of the next topic, which is self-love, just has to do with just that, where so many people, once again, are so concerned uh, with hating on themselves or saying, I'm not good enough. Exactly. Or like, I don't don't like, yeah, I don't deserve this. It's like, well, if you work for it and you truly believe you do, then you will. And that Mm -hmm. that all starts with loving yourself. Um, Yeah. Being the very critical, somewhat pessimistic person that I am, and I'm trying to, to work on that and trying to better myself in different areas, it still can be difficult, you know, when things become hard. But of course, when you say, you know what, like, fuck it, I'm going to try because I deserve this. More often than not, you realize whether you succeed or not, you at least made that step. So you're willing to go another step further next time. Yeah. And then after that, maybe you get it. And then, okay, cool, I got that. Then what's next? Moving forward, moving forward. So to really, really love yourself it takes a lot of work, but it's so fucking important for your success, not only in in love and in business, but in life. In life, man, every single asset. And there's a there's a there's a there's a powerful kind of uh, study that says that you know the 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 neurons that wire together fire together. Okay, so we have a lot of neuroplasticity in our brains, right? There's literally thousands of little different uh, like highway interconnected neurons that are feeding information in the brain. So our brain is essentially like a gigantic map, like a giant yeah, exactly. Map. That's just literally like connecting all these dots, right? And so when we think a thought and we think it often those wire, those neurons will start you know collaborating and getting together and you'll start making like a thicker branch like a bigger highway mm-hmm. and so that's when you know you start thinking whatever we've been conditioned to right let's say you're a boy and you're i don't know you're super smart at school and everyone's telling you that you're going to start thinking that that exact thought and those those neurons are going to start wiring together and that's going to make a stronger and stronger bond which is gonna be more difficult to break that bond because you thought it so much. Mm-hmm. So that can work good for you or bad for you, right? So when we say like, I'm not good enough, I'm not deserving enough, that actually is getting wired into you your brain. You start to believe it. You're starting to believe it because it's literally physically getting molded and molded stronger into your brain. And that's, it's a harder way to kind of break those conditionings, right? Yeah. That's why I always say it's very hard at the start because we have to literally rewire our programming. Of course. In order to allow ourselves to believe that. So if, if everything's going, you know, not so great for you, okay, don't think in the next maybe, you know, two days you're going to be able to completely shift your mind. Like, yeah. You got you to gotta do the work. Brother. It sounds a lot, 
like it's like working out. Yeah, 100%. Like focusing on a muscle. Exactly like a muscle. If you work on a muscle, 100%. it will get stronger. It's muscle memory. The yeah, brain has there you muscle go. memory. Muscle memory. Exactly. exactly. Interesting. And so once you start doing that through affirmations, even like I do a daily gratitude journal as soon as I wake up. I, I, watch, I, don't I see phone. it every morning. I see it every and, morning. afternoon when I wake up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After a few uh, tequilas yeah, uh, the okay. night before. Okay. Uh, no, I just do five things I'm grateful for. That's it. Just to start off the day. And that already starts, you know, firing in the brain. That I'm already five things I'm grateful for. I can now start my day off on a fucking positive note mm. and then start, you know, shifting and maybe approaching. Maybe someone sent me like a, a not, not a, a mean text or something that like I would have reacted right away. Yeah. After I'm, I'm doing all these kind of uh, techniques that I do, I do my meditation, I do my yoga in the morning. I look at that message and now my wiring is different, my brain, and I can approach that in a much more smoother, calmer way. Yeah you know, diffuse the situation. It's not going to push you over any edge because you're not on the edge. Exactly, man. It's, it, bro, yeah. People have to start doing a morning routine because it's literally mm. a fucking game changer, man. It's, it's crazy. It's, uh, I completely agree with you. And I mean, that's something that works for Danny Gutierrez. Sure. That's something that can work for somebody else. And I mean, I think the beauty of a morning routine, especially a positive one, or an evening is too. that any routine, any yeah. routine, whatever works for you, there, like, I think that you should start your day, and I do believe you, no matter what time you fucking wake up, yeah. you should start your day by doing something, let's say, good. For like, you. for me, yeah, for, for me, it's when I'm ready to get out of bed and ready to do, start my day, I make my bed. Perfect. So, That's no matter right there. what happens throughout yeah. the entire fucking day, I can do nothing else. But you know what? At least I made my fucking day. You had day. a victory, bro. That's, That's my victory for that. Yeah. I made my fucking day. And that, more often than not, like it's funny that you talked about the, the neurons and wiring everything yeah. and, and making everything into a routine and into a, into a positive neuro highway. Yeah, exactly. Um, the days that I have, my really good days, nine times out of 10, it's because I fucking made my bed that day. <laughs> it's weird thinking about it now. It could be the weed in me. <laughs> but thinking about, thinking back, on, it could be the weed. Yeah. But nine times out of 10, or more often than not, the days that I have a good day, it's like, fuck, I. I Fucking made my bed. You made, made your my bed, bed today. It's, right? It's the little things you do for yourself. They're called micro wins, man. Yeah. Right? It's I like, like that. You can get five or ten micro wins. And in my evening, what I do is I record the micro wins that I had. I had a great conversation with a good buddy. I caught up with an ex mate, you know? Uh, the date I went on went fucking amazing, right? Or whatever. Yeah. I'm just saying anything that for you creates value, yeah. you start remembering those things. You write, you write them down, you focus on them. The next morning, you do it again, you do it again. Within a week, man, two weeks, you're already gonna start noticing your life has changed yeah. incredibly. Well, it's just, it's especially, I mean, talking about you, you're writing down your micro wins. I mean, whether someone writes them down or not, even if someone is mentally logging them, sure. you're stacking them up, you're building up currency. Yeah, exactly. Now, it's almost like putting money into a bank where you're just like, I've, like, I've got a lot of, good energy in my bank right now. Exactly. Like, this is yeah. awesome. I can tap into it's that a, when it's, a it's currency, needed. Man. Energy yeah. is the strongest currency. You're just filling your brain and filling your body with good currency as opposed yeah. to negative shit. Like it would be, can you imagine if you did the exact same thing, if you wrote down all your micro losses, you'd be in a horrible you'd fucking mood. Constantly, you'd yeah. be miserable. Yeah. Like I fucked up this today. Yeah. This person shit on me at work. Exactly. This but fucking we do that sucks. all the time in, my, in their minds. Subconsciously, without all even realizing it. All the time, man. And I'm, I'm going to be the first one to say I have a fucking terrible time at always being like uh, self-critical. I'm always mm -hmm. chirping myself. I should have done this better, that better. Mm -hmm. And then I take a step when I meditate after I get in the zone, I'm like, why the fuck am I, you know, belittling myself all this time? Why am I criticizing? Okay. Yeah. You fucked up. Great. How can you make that better? Right. Yeah. It's about switching the, the angle, but we do it all the time. So we, we literally we do. don't, we don't understand we do. it. We, it's so powerful. And that's what it's, it's reconditioning the mind, right? Well, it's just, it's, 
you, like you just said, it's so powerful. The negative is so powerful, but you know what? So is the positive. Mm -hmm. The positive is just as, if not more powerful, but it's whatever you're putting the focus on. It's true, but as humans, we're usually more inclined towards the negativity bias, right? You know, it's just in our that? species. It's a, it, do you think it's like we're programmed that way? I think we're programmed, you know, back in the day, right? It, if you had, it was cold out and you had no food, fuck, I, I, need, I need stuff, right? Survival, survival instinct, right? Mm -hmm. This is good, but how could it be better? Maybe I could save for the future. Uh, is my family, do they have enough food to eat? Like these are all kind of hard wirings in our brain that have evolved through time. So we're mm -hmm. always looking for, we're nitpicking what could be better because we're trying to maximize everything. Looking at our imperfections. Imperfections. Like if you and, take and, a I look mean, at. Fuck, we don't even have to talk about that. No, we don't. I mean, trying to cover up imperfections in any way of of, of form in the, in the, our society, but. Well, like you said, because we're we're programmed to do so. We look at take a look at uh, girls who wear too much makeup, or guys who take a ton of steroids, yeah. or yeah. you know, people who get plastic surgery like because of insecurity, not because they genuinely need it, but uh -huh. because they want to feel better about themselves. Like that's that's sickness, yeah. that's a disease for sure. And I mean, taking it back to let's say taking it back to earlier history, where people who were left-handed, like myself, yeah. were considered imperfect. So you would get hit on the hand with a ruler to yeah. write with your right hand. Like we're so quick to judge or seek out imperfections or nitpick, like you just yeah, said. Yeah. So we tend to focus on the negative without even All fucking time, realizing man. it. Yeah. And um, it's so important to have, you know, these self-love moments and have these these positivities and take these things for ourselves and take these micro wins and start logging and taking the time because not everyone's the same, not everyone's fucking perfect, but you gotta be perfect for yourself. Exactly. And whatever you have to do to have your moments, write your lists, uh, do your journals, do your meditation, like whatever you need to do to even have a few minutes of time for yourself each day to give yourself that self-love that is so desperately needed oh. because we are surrounded by judgment and negativity it's, it's especially and now with standards media, and standards like celebrities we have to look like oh. and people we have to be like and thoughts we have to think like and all that shit. Like for me, like, for meditation, I've meditated, meditated a few times. For me, my meditation, let's say, is uh, when I have a shower, like my daily shower, I sit down. I sit down nice. and I close my eyes and I let the water hit me. That's I call it an SDS, a sit down shower. Yeah. That's my fucking jam. It's it's and yeah. that's, no one can take that away from me. Yeah. That's my that's my that form time? of self love. It's a, it's amazing. It's incredible. You I laugh. You can laugh. You can cry. You, you can do whatever, whatever you, you need to do. It's my time. Yeah. And I I so sorely needed, and it's amazing the impact that it has. Yeah. So for you, your journaling, like, like what is your self love act for the day? Like, yeah. What is your need? Like, what does Danny need? To, as a nice reminder, be like, you know what? I fucking love myself, and this is why, and this is how we're gonna do the fucking day. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question, man. Uh, for me, it's it's a pretty strict routine, but it, for me now, it's so natural. So I'll get up, won't check my phone. I'll uh, I'll do the the gratitude journaling like I was telling yeah. you about the five the five things I'm grateful. I'll I'll post a quote. And that's me kind of sharing with people just something that I I I've gotten a lot of feedback on. I'll do 15 minutes of like just stretching, yoga, just to kind of move the body. Then I'll dive right into like a 35, 40, 45 minute meditation wow. uh, in the morning at like seven in the morning, just to kind of go like tune in, man. And that's where I get visualization. That's where I do. Uh, I kind of, I, ha I have like a technique where I can change the energy in my body and I, and I do it through like a guided meditation. After that, I'll do breath work. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, I'll go for a run or a cycle and then I'll work out. And then that's my like three hour morning session. Yeah. I don't even touch my phone. Uh, and for me, that allows me to like program and implement the day, how it's gonna go for me. 
you know, and just be because then if I start checking my socials and messages, all these different, uh, you know, memory, outside, outside, outside influences fucking, yeah, very and, and, me and, and memories, bro, because when I'm, when I'm meditating, I'm rewiring my programming for the day and for my future. Mm-hmm. And if I, if I start to go on, you know, whatever is comfortable now for me, which is you want to scroll and see people that, that is a previous memory that has conditioned me to kind of check more and more and more. And I don't want to become that, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to get away. So for me, it's super important to let that aside and, and take care of myself first so that I have like a bulletproof battle shield for the rest of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then for me, then it's, then I connect with an old friend at least once a day and then that's it, man. And then I start the day, right? So it's interesting that like you talk about not touching your phone. I mean, I like, I'm guilty of it. I'll roll over and a lot, well, of, a lot of days, talk, a lot of days it. I'll check my phone and yeah. it's just like, eh. and it's so funny without even realizing it right off the bat, we're instead of looking inward and looking at ourselves, it's what is everyone else up exactly. To? And that moment when you wake everyone up, else doing your your neuroplasticity is at its highest uh, uh, point of influence. Yeah. So so you actually have the most power to change those those neurons, those highways. So that's that's wild. that's why we're so susceptible, and that's why what people when people watch the news in the morning, like the breakfast news and stuff, the first thing and they they're see bombarded the with fucking you know who and all the things going on, all the terrible things the going terrible on. Things, yeah. They're pro- subconsciously programming the day to start off on that vibration, then. And so that's it's literally like I don't know for me personally, and a lot of people I know cut that out as that's soon as so you can, fucking because wild. you're programming your day to start like that. Yeah. And people at at nighttime too, your melatonin uh, levels go up which is required for the body to start going into a sleep mode. Yeah. But also when your melatonin levels are going up, your susceptibility levels increase. So that's why there's a lot of infomercials at night because your guard levels are down. Ah, and that's your the levels are up, You're more susceptible you're to more buy into shit. You're more susceptible to buy, man. That's why they're all fucking- That's fucked up. Too. It's fucked up, man. But that's a brilliant marketing well, strategy. Genius. Of course it yeah. is. It's fucking, that, yeah. oh, that makes sense why it's always, always late at night. I saw because they couldn't find TV shows. Your willpower too, right? Yeah. It's strongest in the day. So if you wake up and you have a killer, whatever you do that you love to do, man, you're gonna feel invigorated, strong throughout the day. Try doing something like that at night after you've had so many interactions, conversations, you've worked, your willpower goes down. We're we're natural humans, right? We can't, we're not robots. We're not infinite battery life. So your willpower goes down and that's when, you know, the late night news, you watch the Saturday night lives or whatever. I'm not saying they're bad. It's just, we're more susceptible to taking on those feelings that they're projecting, right? Well, yeah, I mean, in late night, generally, in most aspects of society, or things that happen at late yeah. night, they're generally not good. Yeah. They're not good yeah. for you. They're yeah. not fucking good for you. They're fun. Whether it be TV, or yeah. booze, or yeah, fucking yeah. drugs, yeah, or yeah. women, or men, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally, three, four in the morning, it's yeah. not gonna be good for you. Whatever your fucking decision. That's why decision decision making is fucking jokes. Yeah, yeah your man. willpower is so Fuck. fucking low. That's it, man. So, the morning, that's why I, I love the mornings for me, and they're the sacred, man. And, and a lot of my friends, we do the same kind of routines, and mm-hmm. we've noticed incredible results, brother. That's so, absolutely yeah, fantastic. Right now, now, like, I mean, that all sounds amazing. What what really jumped out to me through your, through that whole thing you were talking about is that 35, 45 minutes of meditation every morning. Sometimes I do an hour, an hour and a half. Okay, so let's move on to meditation now. Yeah. So yeah. you're doing a lot of internal work and you're reprogramming and you're having your visual visualizations and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So walk me through 
like a 45 minute meditation session, like that must be a roller coaster. Oh, it's it's insane. Every man. single time. Every single time. Different emotions pop up, different thoughts. And when I first started, I was doing five, 10 minutes naturally, right? Because it's like a muscle going to the gym. Yeah, right? of course, exactly. So then I was doing guided meditations, simple ones on YouTube. Then a friend sent me this incredible series of meditations from this great guy, his name is Joe Dispenza, and he kind of talks about rewiring the brain. So I started doing his, his meditations and I started noticing that, you know, we're, we're so conditioned to just always think of so many things at once. And he called them the microwinds of like, okay, once you start noticing your brain is kind of thinking of different things, cut that off right away. And that's almost like a dog that wants to walk away and, and you're pulling it back, right? Like your mind is trying to, let's say, uh, talk to another dog or whatever. And you want to, you want to pull that back. That's considered a micro win. You, you then focus on the present moment, right? You're always reflecting back on the present moment. And that one itself is impossible, almost impossible to do because okay. we have so many thoughts, right? You have finances, girlfriends, boyfriends, uh, problems, work, all this shit, right? So for me, I like to do a bit of both where I do guided meditations or I do natural, just sitting still. Fuck, that's tough, man. But what happens is- Well, that'd be the hardest thing for me. Like, I can't imagine, like for most people, like, like not only being able to sit still for an hour, but- Try, but, try like, doing but, that. Like, it's, yeah. it's almost next to impossible, especially in today's world. Thank yeah. You. Uh, for it's, it's crazy. But what happens is I notice all these emotions that I've kind of suppressed throughout the week or the day. Now they're starting to pop up and now they're starting to really kind of bubble and I'm allowing them to kind of, well, you're making space, I'm for making them. space for them. And I'm saying, okay, listen, what's going on in my mind? This is happening. Okay. How can I treat this better? Well, I can start doing this, 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 as opposed to just getting freaked out and scared and, and you know, and anxious about the problem. Right? So meditation, it's, it's a roller coaster, man, honestly. And, but you, you have such a great space because you're literally tuning out the rest of the world and you're focusing on yourself and all the things, we just push things under the rug, right? Yeah. Problems, all these things. You, you lift that rug up and you allow these things to come up to you. Yeah, well, they're still there. Even if you sweep under the rug, they're still fucking there. there. At some point, you're gonna have to lift the rug. 100%. At some point. And that's what meditation does for me. It allows me to process uh, some of the past problems. It also allows me to visualize my future and me stepping into the future and how I would feel if I would obtain that result. So let's say I wanna have the best marketing company in the world. How would that CEO feel once that happens? You know, would he feel powerful? Oh, motivated? so it's like you already feel that happiness, so now you wanna work for it. Exactly, or I'm okay. almost attracting it because I'm feeling, let's say for you, or I don't know who else, you wanna be the best uh, bartender or something. How, how would they feel? Like, how, how what would they be doing right now, mm -hmm. right? Um, that's a powerful way to kind of manifest what you want, man. Uh, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's like the, the, the roller coaster that meditation is, it seems to be, you know, your, your highs are your really highs and your lows are your really lows. Yeah, exactly. So it's, I mean, that was, fuck, that was a lot for that meditation. Yeah. Um, so we talked a little bit at the very beginning, um, and this fits well in a meditation because meditation definitely puts you into a different mind state and allows you to really do some internal work because a lot of memories and a lot of emotions and a lot of feelings come to surface. Um, and a lot of people use psychedelics to either enhance or to enable or mm -hmm. to allow themselves to be eased into said process of doing this extremely deep internal work. Yeah. Um, now I've for years have been a huge fan of mushrooms and it was only recently that I started um, 
microdosing. Nice. So like I want us to talk about some microdosing. Let's talk about fucking because you've done DMT. There's something miss yeah. one of my favorite guys, Joe Rogan, talks about Fuck. and you've done ayahuasca. Oh, you've done yeah. a lot of you've done a lot of psychedelics Oof. and a lot of a lot of internal work with the help of psychedelics. Yeah. So I I'm dying to hear about your experiences. So yeah. let's start with Microdosing mushrooms, like a psychosalivin, yeah. um, just because that's something we've both done, and it's something that I know that uh, that we could both fucking. I won't feel like an idiot talking about. Yeah. Um. So yeah, fucking microdosing mushrooms. For those of you out there who don't know what it is, Danny, why don't you explain it? Yeah. Uh. So microdosing, microdosing in general, right, is essentially just taking a substance of your choice in a very micro level. That way. You don't get the full hallucinogenic, you know, uh, properties that you would normally get, but you're just getting almost like the little tip of the the iceberg, right? Uh, And, you know, I was just doing some research before coming over here. I just love the the science behind it because I also love my spirituality, but I also like to see what it does to the brain. And uh, microdosing allows the brain to release some of the serotonin, um, like, uh, bank that we have in in our brain. And it's not releasing too much. But what feeling... is for everyone out there? What is serotonin? So serotonin is a neural compound in our that our, that our brain produces when we have feelings of joy, of, okay. of happiness. Yeah. So let's say you see you haven't seen your family in ten years, and you see, you're, you're seeing them again for the first time. Your brain is going to produce tons of serotonin. Tons of serotonin because it's just a naturally occurring substance in the brain, right? So that's why when we do a lot of people do MDMA, they do all these other drugs. The brain literally produces like you know tenfolds amount. The, the drug tricks the brain into thinking it's it's in an overdrive and you feel amazing, mm-hmm. but after you're done, it's a huge crash. It's fucking, yeah. it's, like, it's a roller coaster, right? Yeah. And the brain is lacking uh, serotonin. So, yeah. microdosing is an awesome way to get a little bit of serotonin into your bloodstream without causing a depletion, mm-hmm. but also heightening uh, your create, depending on what you're doing for, yeah. but for psilocybin, for mushrooms, uh, it heightens your creativity, uh, reduces stress. Um, it allows you to focus a little bit more. I also feel I'm very grounded to nature, so I love doing it outside. If I'm like thinking about a, you know, a marketing campaign I'm working on or something yeah. that I wanna do, I find it helps me connect to that little, I don't know that, for me it's like the energetic source of the, of the world. You can call it whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, but it, it helps me like reconnect to that person that I am, right? Because we're, we're, we're also conditioned to believe that the earth works in, in so many different ways. We have religions, we have uh, you know movements, all these different things are political like views. Everything that adheres to strict policy exactly. and, and strict avenues. And, right? and people are are limiting their beliefs on these views, right? Mm-hmm. And so it allows me to kind of step away from that and and connect to my truest self, which I, I believe we're all just spiritual beings in a human body. Mm-hmm. And when I say spiritual, I don't mean religious. I mean just energetic beings. Okay? Once again, energy. Energy. So fucking energy. So what's energy? It's infinite. It can yeah. not, not be destroyed. It can be yeah. created. It can only be, what is it? It can only be transformed. It, energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can, it can, only, be, it can only change forms. Something, something like that. I, I never lost my yeah. your eyes, but uh, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but um, yeah, so it, that's what, that's what I, what meditation does. And also microdosing, it allows you to connect to that, to that infinite source, right? Mm-hmm. That like, okay, well, who the fuck am I? On this, perfect. Now let's create whatever I need to create. And on and on a like I mean, on a smaller level, like mm-hmm. you're not mm-hmm. you're not having these grandiose I want to change no. the world thoughts. You're just able to focus on getting your shit done. Let's say at a base level, you're able to focus on what you need to get done, getting it done. Like when I microdose, um, I do some of my best writing. 
Exactly. Like with the scripts that I'm working on, if I microdose that day, I'll, I won't only just get that urge to write, but it's like, I won't pump out 10 pages, I'll pump out 30. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, whether it's because, oh, I'm more creative or, oh, I'm more focused. It's just my energy is better, I'm happier. 100%. My passion is more present in the things that I'm doing, everything that I'm doing, whether I microdose and go to work, whether I microdose and fucking go shopping. Like yeah. I'm just in a better, you're I'm in totally, a better energy, I'm in a better totally, mood. Exactly. You're very, you're still very coherent. Oh yeah, you're, you're not high. You're not high. So that's not when people high. are like, oh my God, but this is dangerous. It's, you're literally as normal as you could be. You have a little zing to you, you have a little that's, zest, a little, right? Yeah, a little pop you're in your step. Pop. And it's just like having one step. beer, right? Like, or a two beer, however, whatever your tolerance You get that glow. Is. You get a yeah. little buzz, right? Yeah, you're, yeah. Not, you're not slurring words. You're not having visions. It's literally just an add, added boost, right? It's like it's when people take a pop of weed and they feel yeah. a little bit more one you know, hit. Yeah. One hit. That's what's all about, man. So I do it. I do it probably once or twice a week, and I don't mm -hmm. know how often you do it. About the same. Yeah. About this, like especially towards the end of my work week. But it's yeah. just like when I need that a the focus yeah. and b that positive energy, that like that self pat on the back. It's just like, come yeah. on, giggle puss, let's fucking go and do this shit. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I needed. But I mean, let's fucking kick it up a notch. So like, tell <laughs> oh, me. Shit. Tell me, because I'm looking at the vape sitting on my counter and like, so tell me about fucking DMT. Oh, tell me damn, about DMT. Damn. This is the, this is the holy grail, man. So DMT, dimethyltryptamine, uh, is probably the most powerful hallucinogenic compound known to what? man. What? Actually? Yeah, known to man. Yeah. So that's why it's like holy the mecca. It's like the, the granddaddy of all uh, hallucinogenic. And you're like, shit. Well, it's like, good thing I didn't fucking take a fucking at work. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I bent down into the fridge, like, I'll take one. Yeah, hey, can I have a vodka soda? I'm just like, <laughs> you can have a fucking... What is vodka? <laughs> <laughs> Literally just blast off into the fucking... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so, so believe it or not, though, DMT is naturally produced in flowers, in humans, and we actually produce DMT when we, just before we're about to die. Okay. And when we're dreaming. So the body releases a little bit of yeah, DMT when we're dreaming. That's what happens when we're, you know, we have all these random fucked fucking, up. I know for me and you, we have some pretty fucked yeah. up dreams, right? So that's what that's what uh, DMT is. It's, it's, a, it's a hallucinogenic yeah. compound that is produced in our own body and, and in plants. And uh, you know, the, the indigenous tribes of South America for some reason, I don't know how they came up with Yeah, mixing. how did they stumble upon it? Like, so clearly the people back in the days, man, were so in tune with the universe because there was no- Well, the universe and nature, like everything, let's say universe, everything around them, everything around them. Everything around them, right? Like how were the pyramids built? Like how the fuck did that happen? Yeah. Humans were just on another level back then yeah. because they were listening to fucking the stuns, Whatever stars, was. everything, right? And basically uh, DMT is most popularly found in a, in a plant well, it's a combination of two plants, which is known from, from many now, ayahuasca, right? Yeah. So ayahuasca is a combination of a tree root that grows around a specific tree in Brazil and South America, and another plant, a green plant that literally looks like a leaf, a generic leaf, it's called chacruna. Okay. okay? So one without the other, if you have one, you, can't, you won't be able to experience DMT. So I don't know how the fuck these indigenous people knew to mix them together. So yeah, that's that's the, my question. Like, because that's so because the, the root the root is what actually uh, hinders, sorry, what actually contains the DMT, this okay. root that grows around the tree. Okay. If you were to, so what happens is they'll take this this compound and they'll, they'll crush it uh, with like a hammer or a mallet and they'll boil it in water for about three to five days. And there's a shaman who is sitting around it, literally like giving its energy to it protecting the like sacred energies. 
and he reduces it to like a thick, thick, thick sludgy potion. Yeah. Okay. But if you were to do that one or the other and just drink it, nothing, nothing would, happen. would happen. So the shakruna is what literally, uh, that plant is what hinders your, your defensive blocks in your brain. Forget what like the, the receptors are called. It almost puts like a mask over them okay. and it like, it reduces them and it allows the DMT to come into your bloodstream. Cause otherwise if you were to take the DMT by itself, your, your blood cells would attack it yeah. and it wouldn't do anything. So wow. I don't know how they got this information, but anyways, I'm happy they did. Yeah. So, uh, I naturally stumbled upon it when I, you know, was, was in South America three years ago and I was ready to do all the deep work because I realized, you know, meditation is awesome. This is all incredible. But like, I've heard that DMT and ayahuasca literally just takes you to another level. Well, I think everyone's heard that who knows like 1% about this. It's just like, yeah, like Joe Rogan, like talks about it all the, all the time. time, man. And yeah. I mean, a lot of people who are more spiritually awakened than mm -hmm. myself. Like, I mean, it's like, dude, like DMT is going to change your life. And it's just like, it's not that I'm actually fearful. I'm not fearful of the effects. I'm almost afraid of what I will what, find inside myself. That's it, man. And that's exactly it. And that's yeah. what I tell people, do it if you're ready. Cause if not, then people are like, oh, well, I've heard it's, you know, really had bad negative effects on people. And yeah, I've had friends that have taken it and had some serious, uh, past trauma come up and they said it was the scariest time of their lives, yeah. but they fucking cleaned out a lot of shit out there, yeah. right? So I would say do it at a space or a time in your life where you feel comfortable to get down to the root of whatever it is. To the confront. And I find really often when I, when I meditate and one of my shamans, he was like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna work on your inner child. He's like, the inner child is the most purest version of yourself. And to, in today's world, we've forgotten about the inner child. What do children like to do? They like to play, play. they like to, to be creative. You know, how, how come you can let a child dream about dragons and ponies and all that, but now when we're a bit older, we're conditioned, nah, that's bullshit, like yeah, Santa is a real, blah, 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 blah. We yeah. get narrow focused and narrow minded and all creative power is lost. So my first experience with DMT was a lot of self-work, working on my inner child that I lost connection with. And I had one of the most powerful experiences when I, when I so basically the shaman prepares this potion. Uh, we slept on the camp beside him, but he was up, man, like 72 hours. He would take naps during the day. That's so fucked up. But so he's basically, I fucked up, man. Yeah. But he was, and this was in uh, Peru, in the Amazon. Peru. Yeah. So I volunteered at a- like in the, a This is in the jungle. This is in the, this is like- This is in the fucking Amazon jungle. This is in the deepest part of the Peruvian border with uh, with Brazil. So like, you can't get deeper than this. Yeah. You have to take a 19 hour uh, boat and bus drive to get down there. <laughs> oh it was God. 19 hours, it was fucked. We saw a bunch of alligators and all this stuff, but once you're there, you're like, there's no turning back, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so when I, when I, we take this potion, you have to do a week diet before. It's called the dieta, the uh, cleanse. Yeah. So what happens is all the shit that we take, we're drinking some whiskey right now, you're smoking weed, we drink yeah. coffee in the morning, all the stuff that we take during the day, we're doing it to enhance our state, right? Mm -hmm. So what you do with the diet is you do a week long of no sex, no sugar, no fat, no coffee, no dairy, basically nothing that would uh, hinder or like enhance your state so that you can get to your most normal human your state. Your most neutral. Neutral. So you're, you're, you're eating and you're eating vegetables. Uh, we were eating amazing like uh, kind of like eggs, like locally far sourced eggs. Uh, well, they would cook I'm, it. You're in the Amazon, I'm probably pretty locally sourced. Yeah, exactly. Like, fuck. 
the guy would literally cut up tomatoes and would put these these eggs. He'd make like an omelet in uh, in a bamboo stick. So he'd cut a bamboo, drink the water. Just if, in case you didn't know, and if you're in the Amazon, you're super thirsty. Bamboos carry a bunch of water in them yeah. locally. So if you're ever thirsty, okay. cut a bamboo, drink water. You ever lost in the Amazon, folks? You heard it hey, here man, first. You heard it here, bro. You heard it here first. Think of me when you're about to die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, bamboo oh, water. Some water. So anyways, he cuts this bamboo out, empties all the water, slits it right open, and put cracks the eggs open, tomatoes, rice, and he cooked it over the fire for like six hours, man. It was one of the most beautiful meals. Once you cracked it open, it was like a beautiful omelette. And uh, so, so it's a nice diet you're doing, right? Yeah. Uh, to cleanse the body because they believe that there's three levels to awakening. First, there's the, the physical, which is the lowest energetic, right? Like we, you can touch us, we're, we're matter, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the first level that, it, that it, it cleanses you. Second is the mind, which controls the body. And then the third is the subconscious, which controls the mind. So getting to the subconscious takes a bit of time. So that's why when you take uh, this potion uh, with ayahuasca, you drink it, it's a thick sludge. Normally, the first thing that happens within an hour is you just puke everything yeah, out. Yeah, I've heard that. It, I heard it's just a purging. Yeah, you, you just fuck, man. I was puking all night, and I did a three night stay. So I was, I, we did three sessions. My first night, all I was doing was just puking. That's yeah. it. I was like trying to see visions. Nothing was happening. So I'm like, okay, cool. Second time I did it, the, the second night, I puked a little bit because I'd already cleansed out all this stuff that was inside me, and I saw myself as a little boy just with it, like in a, in like a little sh like a cage. He was by himself. He was just like holding himself. And he was just crying. Now, when you say you saw yourself, so, like you seeing yourself in your head, or these like you're fucking so, like so, this so, is yeah, yeah, being yeah, projected. So you do it at nighttime so that uh, it's all dark and so you can have visions very clearly, right? Yeah. So I close my eyes. We, we, I've taken the potion again. I threw up a little bit, and then once you kind of let your body purge, that's when the medicine starts kicking in, and then you start seeing some psychedelic, uh, hallucinogenic uh, visions, right? Yeah. So I was seeing all these animals that were native of the Amazon. So I was seeing pumas, jaguars, uh, kind of snakes and all this stuff. And I see them in like crazy colors. One was driving a boat. Like I was, I was zooming through the space. Uh, I was no longer a boy or a girl or age 27 or whatever. I was this neutral energetic source, literally just voyaging through infinite time. And it sounds fucked That's up fucking and people crazy. are like, okay. That's like for me, like for, not being in that state, it's so hard for me to visualize. Exactly. It's so hard. I know, right? Because you're, we're conditioned to yeah. believe like you're Johnny, you're X years old, you're from this. You have yeah. so many labels yeah. already on you. Exactly. So for me, when I stepped out of that and I was no longer you're no longer Danny. I thought you're I was. Day. No, yeah. I'm, I'm true. I'm my true self. Yeah. I was literally like going through this cosmos of infinite you know, space and time. And that's when I saw myself after I was seeing all these animals in the craziest colors that I didn't even know were possible, holding himself by himself, crying. And I was like, fuck, this is me inside. Like, mm -hmm. what have I done to this child that wants to play and wants to create? And you know what I mean? Like, so I took a second and I remember just bawling my eyes out for like hours, man. I was just giving myself space yeah. to open myself to giving myself love. You lifted the rug. I lifted the rug, lifted and, the rug. I, and I saw myself as a kid I don't know how old, but like so scared and, and fearful. And I was like, it's okay. Like I, I got you, you know, but yeah. that moment with yourself is so fucking intimate. I can't even describe it to you. Well, it, it's, it's, it can't be described. I think that's the whole point. Exactly. Right? Right? It's like you said, you're not, you're not an entity any longer. No. You're energy. You're fucking and, and I was almost as I was if, to, for lack of a better word, I'll say like God, but I'm not saying it in a religious term. I was just like an energetics higher power let's a say higher being like higher, a higher being, being looking at myself being like yo it's okay like i got you i got you right and that allowed myself to you know do some work on my inner child 
Um, and it was also really cool. I was the the morning of I was I was in the obviously in the forest and I went to go to the bathroom real quickly outside. And when I was peeing, I saw a snake. I saw this like black snake with yellow, yellow eyes. And I was like, oh shit. And then I told my shaman and I was like, hey, is this like um like a precursor of like maybe something to happen? And he's like, yeah, this could be like something that the planet is trying to tell you. Mm -hmm. So after I start, after I stopped crying and I was, you know, having this experience, I created space for myself and I was like, okay, phew, I'm now continuing voyaging. I'm on a rocket ship to fucking somewhere. And all of a sudden, man, I, I get this like intense pain in my stomach. And you know when like, you know, you fucked up and you yeah. get that stomach, yeah, like yeah, sharp yeah. Pain? The, the drop, the drop, the exactly. Drop. Yeah. I get that. And I see these two fucking yellow circles coming beside me in this black space. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> oh fuck. And at this point, like you're so in the plant medicine that like you think it's completely real, right? Yeah. So I'm coming and I noticed, bro, it's it was the same two eyes that were looking same at snake. me. It's yeah. a snake. And what happens is in, in Peru and, and in Brazil, they, the snake is is the like quote unquote ruler of like the, the, like the underworld. Yeah. So it represents like shedding past experiences, shedding this and that because the snake sheds, right? Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden it approached me and it had the most like mischievous look in its eyes and it literally opened its mouth, swallowed me whole, and I felt its fangs literally crushing in between like my back, my rib cage. It was literally like whoosh, crushing everything. Oh my fucking And God. I felt it's like stomach acid just burning myself into its stomach. Yeah. And I was so scared. I was like, that's it, I'm done. Yeah. I didn't get to say goodbye to my mom, my dad, my brothers, fuck. I was so scared. And I was resisting it, and as and this, I can't tell you how long it was. I was so scared. I felt so alone, and I was like, "Damn, I can't say goodbye to my loved ones." And then I was like, "You know what? What's it? I've accepted my fate, and now that I'm in the stomach, I allowed myself to just be." And all of a sudden, man, that same energy, that little ball that I was, came back, and I found myself chilling. I was in the snake's stomach, yeah. and I was just like observing, and I was like, "Man, this is cool. Like, the yeah. snake is actually my boy." Yeah. And then, like, we were we were communicating, and then all of a sudden, bro, it like pushed me out. I'm literally just. Fast forwarding this whole story, but it pushed me out and it, I was literally like covered in like saliva and you know, whatever juices. And it, it looked at me, it grabbed my skin and it like peeled back a whole other layer. It like me, it shed your it shed skin. my old skin. And then it literally took, <sighs> took a few moments, turned around, gave me that same fucking smile that I'd given me before. And then just like dis disappeared into my, into the, the fucking into nothingness. Into nothingness. And I remember I was just sitting there as Danny now on the ground in my visions. And I was like trembling and I was like, holy fuck, I've just been reborn. Yeah. That's it. And I like, it's so hard to describe this feeling. I felt the most euphoric, uh, new sense of purpose and passion that I, I can't even describe to you. And for those who don't know, a session usually lasts 12 hours. So yeah. you take it at like 9 p.m. and it goes to like 9 a.m. Holy fuck. So it's a long journey. Yeah. And there's times where you want it to stop, but like you got to go through that shit. Well, that's the whole thing. And I mean, for anyone who's taking any sort of mind altering substance, like an hour feels like an eternity. Oh man. 12 hours. That's, that's lifetime. That's lifetime. That's, that's light yeah. years. Yeah. Like you could fucking go to the edge of the universe and back in that fucking yeah, time. Yeah. The whole concept of space and time yeah. is completely gone. It's completely, it's completely gone. gone. Yeah. So those are some two powerful memories, man. Those have changed my life forever. And, it's almost like it shows you a different sense of reality that you did know inside of you, but mm. this conditioning has just, you know, put a blanket on top it, of it. Well, like you said, like you said earlier, it created almost like, like what that one plant does. 
it creates a mask, a mask yeah. around, a barrier around your brain. And all these conditionings we're so used to, and all these external forces and factors we're so used to have conditioned us and kind of put a mask or a shell around our brain, a veil, a veil that we can't see through because yeah. it's just, it's blocking us and we don't even realize it. Yeah. Now, all these experiences and these awakenings and these, these alterations that you've experienced, um, speaking towards, towards business and applicable life, mm. do you think that has helped you change and really focus on forging your own path forward? Because I'm a firm believer in, you know, there are things that happen to us that we can't control. Yeah. There are outside factors that we have no say in, but we do have a say in how we respond to things and how we choose to proceed with our own lives. 100%. Now, do you think that all of these experiences and all the the, the new you, the, yeah. the, the, the the new Danny, the yeah. real Danny, yeah. now as you are now, is more capable of forging your own path? Oh man, hands down. It's, it's been the most powerful experience for me because in all of these practices and experiences, I've realized what my worth is mm -hmm. and it's not to say that you got to be confident and cocky about who you are because I mean- Confidence and cockiness are two very two different Two completely things. different two things, different. right? And, and I know you know that and, yeah. and, and we're starting to become more open with that. But man, every, for everyone who's listening, like we are all worth exactly what we think we are. Mm -hmm. So that all these practices has, has allowed me to develop a sense of understanding that I can literally become anybody I want to and through my my journaling, my affirmations, I've started to program that, that you know, that level of uh that excellence that i want to be at and so now it's allowed me to accept things that are only going to like empower me and make myself a better business person and everything so it has allowed me to honestly not limit myself to possibilities that i thought once were impossible mm -hmm. you know uh who says you can't have the business of your life doing the whatever you love doing while maybe traveling, while having the best hotels to stay at, the best friends, best relationships, incredible, you know, um, experiences. Like anybody can have that, but it's on them to allow themselves to experience that, mm -hmm. right? And so all these experiences have ultimately enabled me to step up and claim my worth yeah. and, and expect these things to happen to me in my I life. I think that is so well said and it's so important. Claiming, like you said, claiming your worth Claim your worth, and man. Like that's talking, it. talking about self-love and talking about meditation and, and you know talking about the realizations and awakenings you had while on psychedelics. I mean, it all comes back to like knowing, not just knowing your worth. A lot of people, I know my worth, I know what I'm worth, but it's claiming it. Claiming it's it. fucking owning that 100%. shit. Whatever you love to do, whoever you want to be, you can do it, but you have to do it you exactly. got to put the work in and you like you said you got to claim your work claim it it's, it's one thing to say like i'm i'm better than i'm better than him i don't fucking need him i know my fucking worth or fuck this job exactly. my boss treats me like shit i know i'm worth better than i this. don't deserve this i don't deserve yeah. this okay well what do you deserve and claim it what are you allowing claim yourself it. to deserve? what are you thank you that's even right. with way better said than i just that's said exactly it man and i realized that what my, my past life what have i been allowing myself to, to be worthy of to deserve yeah. I've had a good life and you know, but I want to get it, make it better and better and better. And for me, that's changing the mindset. Okay. What the fuck do I want? Okay. How am I going to let myself deserve that? Mm -hmm. Be worthy of that. 
I'm going to have to become a new person. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing now. Or right? become the person who is worthy of that. Exactly. If you're not that person right now, then you have to change to become that fucking person. Exactly. That's man. so funny. powerful shit. And I think honestly, I, I know it's been a really, you know, a stressful time for the, a lot of the world and have been infected with this whole pandemic. But this, this time for a lot of people has helped them go into introspection, take time. Uh, you know, people were claiming, fuck, I'm too busy. I'm just so, 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 because we were growing at such a high pace, right? Business was getting like we were we were growing as a as well, a world. industry real industry, estate everything, everything was, was just getting like so bigger and bigger and bigger, so, bigger. Fast, so much faster too exactly and so this pause has helped a lot of people be like fuck is this what I want to do is this you know and, and you know, claiming meditation journaling reading or just mm. or just chilling yeah. being existing right yeah. what I mean beings not human doings yeah uh, has helped people reclaim whoever whichever path they want to take on. And that I think is the first step. It's 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 stating having a clear goal. What do I want to do? Mm-hmm. It's it's all wishy washy. Yeah, I want to become a fucking movie star or you know drive a Ferrari. Okay, awesome. Hey, what are you doing to What are you doing that? to what become do the have? person who's going to be doing what, that? Yeah, what are you doing to become right? the person that is deserving that and the guy that acquires that? So that's so funny. It's now, powerful shit, man. It's well, it really is. And I mean, no matter what level you're uh, willing to accept that or you're willing to allow into your into your life and into your space you have to see those truths like yeah. you have to understand the, the very simple truth of you know what you're projecting is what you're attracting at, at the very base level and i mean there are so many factors and so many different layers and so many different levels mm. that you can look at this um yeah and i just find it so fascinating now before before we end today's episode i want to i want you to tell me about about breath work and I mean mm. if you would be so kind I've never done breath work I've been Ooh. curious about it um, if you would be so kind as to maybe walk myself and our listeners through like let's say like a five minute breath yeah, work exercise yeah, that's my man. first experience yeah oh that I think that'd be fucking, fucking awesome yeah sure so before so before we do that um, why don't you tell me a little bit about like the purpose mm. and the mindset behind breath work and what it what it is right? exactly yeah for sure brother so there's tons of breath breathing exercises that have been around for ages there's kundalini breathing uh that's like rapid fire like quick in and outs that has been in yoga for years and years there's the deep belly breathing there's tons of techniques because essentially like our body is full of energy we carry past information past traumas in in different parts of our body that's just what it what happens with chakras and energy centers essentially so uh i recently got into well in the last like three or four years uh uh, the Wim Hof technique, which yeah. is a, which is a very powerful breath work done by this guru, this this net, this Dutch guru who is like 60 years old and has climbed Mount Everest in a pair of shorts. He does ice cold showers. He holds all these records for like longest time submerged in ice water. And and, he, and he's a superhuman. And I'm like, fuck, like how did he get to that level? And his technique is the breath work. Yeah. And basically, what happens is when we when we breathe really deeply into our belly uh through our mouth and not through our nose we're actually a lot we're allowed to uh, intake more oxygen through our mouths and when we bypass the lungs and breathe directly into our bellies we have which some things uh which you're probably familiar with the chakras right we have seven Mm -hmm. chakras i mean this could be a little bit more on like the more spiritual side but they're basically energy centers and we have three energy centers from our pelvic area up to our stomach uh, and these are responsible for carrying a lot of past uh, trauma, uh, guilt, um, you know, kind of depressive and, and malintuned thoughts. So Funny, it's like that that phrase, like this isn't good. I can feel it in my I gut. Mean, exactly, that's exactly yeah. it. The gut actually has 
uh, outside of the brain, the second most um, like re- like neuron receptors per so like, square so for, per, capita, per, capita, per capita. Per capita. Per capita. Per capita. Yes, your set your gut is literally that's your second w- brain. That's so wild. That's why wild. when 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 we when we breathe in with the, through the belly. Uh, we're, we're literally just like recycling this this air. We're breathing in love, good intentions, and we're, we're, we're releasing, and we're breathing out all this negativity, this trauma, past experiences, allowing new space to come into that, right? So man, it's fucking powerful because I've had people through my sessions come up to me and saying, holy shit, I literally, they were crying, they were bawling. Uh, they had such an incredible uh, experience with themselves. And, and just to explain what happens is when we take an, a series of, of uh, an intense amount of, of uh, oxygen in our brain, what happens is our vessels, our blood vessels expand, therefore allowing more blood to flow in our in our muscles. So you have increased athletic performance, you have increased cognitive performance as well. Mm-hmm. Um, more oxygen means more blood going through your, your, your body. Also, we're reducing the carbon dioxide in our body. So carbon dioxide is one of the compounds that's responsible for us feeling the need to breathe. So let's say you're holding your, your breath underwater. When we're not breathing, carbon dioxide is building up in your lungs and that's sending a response to your brain saying, saying breathe, breathe, breathe. So uh, we're reducing that. So you actually have a lot more of like uh, lung capacity essentially. Well, so yeah, so you take, pop- take, before you go underwater, take three big deep breaths. Exactly, yeah. So uh, yeah, we can definitely we can definitely start it. If we can do a little session if you want. You do a five minute. I'll five do a minute five minute. Work. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're right. feeling uh, if you're feeling sexy enough to do it. I think I'm I'm always and feeling sexy enough to try you, anything. So I just want to disclaim that you might start feeling a little bit of tingly sensations around your fingertips, around your mind, your your brain, but that's just natural because your body is, is is adapting to the new oxygen in your brain. So. All right, guys. So you've been disclaimer. The side effects have been disclaimed. So uh, we'll take a little break and then we'll come back and we'll do some. Uh, we'll do a little breath a little work breathing. with Danny. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right, Danny. The uh, we're gonna do this. I'm, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna. You're gonna walk us through it, right? What am I doing? Exactly. So I would recommend for anybody listening to lie down, sit down, or lie down in a comfortable position. Yeah, I'm gonna lie down on the ground. So just lie down here. on the ground, just so you can. Uh, if, if any of you ever feel lightheaded or anything, you're not gonna faint and pass out and hit the wall or hit the floor like I did a few times. We don't want that. We don't want that. So we're gonna do two, we're gonna do two rounds. Usually the Wim Hof, I do four rounds, but since we're an express version, we're gonna do two. So. Basically, think of your breathing as like an ocean wave coming, crashing in and out uh, of the shoreline. So it comes in, flows out, and it's continual, right? So I'm gonna ask everybody to do, we're gonna do 30 breaths at the beginning. And on our last breath, we're gonna inhale and hold. And then we're gonna release and probably chill for about a minute. And when we're releasing, I don't want you to take a breath because you're gonna have so much oxygen in your brain, you won't need to breathe. So I'll ask you, Johnny, and the ones listening, just to take a couple deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth, just to kind of get into your meditative kind of flowy state. Just relax and actually set an intention for this practice. So whatever is on your mind, and if you wanna work on something uh, or send love to somebody or any aspect of your life, pick an intention. And when you're breathing, picture this, intention going into your body and allowing it to manifest. So we're going to start and I'll kind of guide the pace and the tempo and I'll and I'll explain everything. So are you ready, Johnny? Ready. All right. So remember to breathe in through your mouth at all times and out through your mouth and in a continual state 
and go into your belly. Breathe into your belly and not into your lungs. It might be weird at first, but you got this. So we're gonna begin in three, two, one. Deep breath in. Keep going. Remember to go as deep as you can. We're about halfway through. We're gonna pick up the pace a bit. We've got 10 more breaths. Pick up the pace. Five more. Three, two, on the last one, we hold. So hold at the very top, hold for about 10 seconds. Feel your body maybe tingling a bit. Resist the urge to breathe. And we're gonna let everything out in three, two, one. Now when you let everything out, stay at the exhalation state. So resist the urge to breathe. And by now you might feel maybe some lightheadedness, some tingling sensations. And this is a time where you can allow your body to communicate with you. Maybe some experiences, some past memories are coming up, some colors. And we're about 20 seconds in. And if you need to breathe, obviously listen to your body, but this is where we can go against our old conditioning and, and you know slowly increase our lung capacity. So we're got about 20 more seconds before we start the next round. Actually, we're gonna do a recovery breath. So we're almost at a minute now of inhaling. So what I'm gonna ask you to do, Johnny, is in 10 seconds, take a deep breath in with your mouth and hold it at the very top. Picture almost this oxygen going up to your brain. Hold it for 10 seconds and we'll release. So we'll do that in three, two, one. Deep breath in through the mouth. Hold at the very top and squeeze this energy all the way to the top. We're activating our pineal gland in the brain, which is responsible for serotonin. And release. Now just take a few deep breaths to kind of normalize your breathing. The nose. How do you feel? <laughs> Everything felt really, really heavy and then really felt really light. Nice. Yeah. Okay, well we're gonna do another round. 
You're okay with that? Oh yeah. So we're just taking a few moments. Um, so now that you've kind of done it, I will limit the talking because these are moments, especially when we're holding our breath, moments where we can listen to our body and really connect with ourselves. So if you're ready for round two, Johnny, mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll start that. So Whew. it's powerful stuff, man. Yeah. So um, remember, we're, we're breathing in our intention and every breath we take, we're going a little bit deeper and deeper into our breath. And it's really, it's really pushing our limits here. So we're going to start in three, two, one, deep breath in through the mouth. going. As you keep breathing, Johnny, this is also an amazing time to allow ourselves to surrender and not allow ourselves to hold back any limitations. How far can you breathe in, right? Test your body. We're almost halfway there. Push yourself. Let's pick up the pace. We've got 10 more now. Give it everything you've got. A little faster. Five more. Three, two, one. On the last one, hold. Hold and squeeze this energy this oxygen up to our pineal glands located in the brain. If you need to breathe, that's completely fine. And release. And now keep at the exhalation state. Your body is overflowing with oxygen. So we're now allowing ourselves not to be dictated by our past memories and conditionings of needing to breathe. This is where we take control of our minds and step into a new state. Just notice any sensations, any tingling, any visions, experiences. We're at about 30 seconds now. If at any point you do feel you need to breathe, obviously listen to your body. But as we go deeper and deeper into the rounds, we allow ourselves to go deeper in the practice and actually we can withhold more oxygen in our lungs. So we're about at a minute now. We'll do a recovery breath in about 15 seconds. Just listen to your body. Remember that intention that you set out.
So we'll do a recovery breath in five, four, three, two, one. Deep breath in and hold. And now remember, squeeze this energy up into the pineal gland, which is located in the brain. So just visualize this energy going up and release. And now just take a few moments to, to do a few deep breaths in through the nose and um, connect with anything. And before we conclude the session, take a few moments to remember the intention that you set out. And with one final deep breath, we're going to release it, whether you're sending it to a loved one or out into the universe or for yourself. Envision this energy going out to that destination and we're gonna breathe it off. And after that, that's that. So we'll take one last deep breath in through the nose. Hold the top and release. That's it, voila. Just released everything. And... How do you feel, brother? That was wild, man. I was like, <sighs> for everyone else out there, I don't know if you guys felt this, but in the beginning, I was laying on the floor and I felt, I really felt myself laying on the floor. Mm. And the deeper we got into it, I felt myself laying in the floor. Ooh. Like it wasn't just that I felt more parts of my body touching the cold wood, like literally physically contact. It just, I felt more grounded. Mm. Yeah. And the whole time when we're doing the, the breathing where it's, um, where it's, you're saying like allowing your body to tell you when you need the oxygen and not breathing. It felt like, almost like I was either sitting in a car or sitting in front of a window. And you know when a window's fogging up and you keep wiping away the fog, mm -hmm. like it comes back. But every time it comes back, you wipe it away again. Exactly. That's what that's what it felt like for me. It felt like every time that I was like, okay, I should breathe. It's like, well, let me wipe away this layer of fog mm. and see clearly again. Yeah. And then the fog slowly comes back. It's like your body's like, you got to breathe. You got to breathe. Wait, wait, let me wipe it away fog. again and see how long we can continue. And, and both times I was able to be in enough control that it was like, okay, now release. It's like, oh, I've been holding it for a minute. It didn't feel like a minute. Exactly. It felt like 15 seconds. Exactly. Second time it felt like 10 seconds. Yeah. And just because it kept wiping away that layer of fog mm. on the window. That's what I That's was a feeling. powerful analogy, man. That's what I was feeling. Yeah. I don't know what you people at back home were for and the audience were feeling, but that's what it was for me. My eyes were closed the whole time and I kept, I stopped trying to visualize and that's what, I, when I felt grounded, that's what I felt. I felt like I was wiping away like the fog or the condensation from a, from a window. Mm. And every time it built back up, it was like wipe it clean again. Yeah. So I could see more clearly. That's so fucking brilliant. That was, that's that was, a, that's the muscle memory, right? That was wild. That yeah. Was really, that was really, really good. So that's only two rounds too. <laughs> I yeah. usually do four. So and that was my first, that's my yeah. first ever. Wow. I feel a little bit light now. <laughs> I know, man. Thanks, buddy. That was yeah. my first ever um, exercise and breath work. So I hope yeah. you all out there enjoyed it as much as I did. That was that was amazing. I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna be fucking doing that again. Man, I'm telling you, I've got my all my friends hooked on it, and uh, you know, I'm actually running a few events in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, that are that are breath work with a DJ mix on top of it. So 
It's a cool way yeah, to kind of connect. I will music put, is a yeah. big component, man. I will put Danny's information yeah. in the post today because I think that's that's something that we can all benefit from. That's yeah. something I'm extremely interested in. Um, yeah. I bet Phil loved this shit. Oh, fuck. Phil, <laughs> Phil, Phil Fobert. Phil Fobert. This episode has it's Phil written all so, over it. He's going to be just getting really oh, that's fantastic. Well, I want to I want to thank you very much, Danny, for yeah. coming by today. Oh, thanks for having me. It, uh, it was a lot of fun. I hope everyone out there learned a lot. I sure as shit did. It was a, a lot that I learned uh, from Danny's words, and I hope that it was as as fun and educational for you guys as it was for me. Yeah. And oh. um, check out Danny. I'll post his link. It's Doug under like it's at Daguti underscore underscore. Yeah. Is it underscore Daguti or at Daguti underscore? At Daguti underscore. I'll yeah. post it on the uh, on the on the link today at the episode. Thank you guys yeah. so much for coming by. Today was a really really nice light episode. Um, and I uh, hope to see you guys again next week. Uh, take care. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. Congrats, bud. Thanks.